We're going to be talking about thankfulness today. This is the series that we're in, and we're going to go to the Word of the Lord pretty quick. Would you just reach out and share with somebody the opportunity for them to get into thankfulness and to be in, in a spirit of thankfulness? Even in these times, we can be thankful. It's commanded of the Lord for us to be thankful, that we should be thankful in all things. So go ahead and send out a quick join me online and share this out so we can get more individuals hearing the Word today and being blessed by it, somebody shouted, amen. 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 All right. We love you so much. Let's go to the word of the Lord together. Sarah is with me, my lovely wife. Today, if you would help me real quick, just throw happy birthday in the chat. It's my sweet Eden's 16th birthday. And I just want to say, uh, take a personal moment, forgive me, but just say happy birthday to Eden Ansley. And uh, throw that in the chat for me. Make her feel really welcome. Let's go to Psalms 68. The book of Psalms, chapter 68, we're going to be reading in verse 1 and down to verse number 6. Verse 1 down to verse number 6. This is a psalm that's good for the heart, amen? It says, let God arise and let, your enemy, let his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate him flee before him. That's a good enough verse for us to celebrate on this entire sermon, amen? We could just talk about how God pushes out his enemies and how we can, we can understand that no matter how focused they attack, when God's done with them, they scatter in every direction, amen? We could preach on that all morning. God just sends them out every, every which way. They may come at you with force and with stress, and there may be things in your life, but God can separate. See, I could preach on that, sir, that book, that particular verse right there. And then the next verse says, As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. Amen? But let the righteous be glad. Anybody want to be glad right now? in that word. Hey, it's saying, let the right light, the righteous be glad. I want to say that word right because it is so important that we, we understand that we have to let ourselves do this. We have to sometimes just push our will and say, I'm going to be glad in the Lord. I'm going to be rejoiceful. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceeding, exceedingly rejoice. Yes. Amen. Sing unto God. Here's our song. Amen. Sing praises to his name. Extol him that writeth. I believe that's extol. Extol him that writeth upon the heavens by his name, Yah. The breakdown of the word Jehovah, Yah, there. And rejoice before him. Amen. Go ahead and rejoice before him for just a minute. The reason why we rejoice is in the next verse. It says, because he's a father to the fatherless. Do you need a father in your life that's loving and kind and precious and, and treats you like a treasure? He's a father to the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. Amen. And then this last verse is very powerful. God setteth the solitary in families. One translation says, God setteth the lonely in families. Or he puts them, he ordains them that are lonely into families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. I don't want to draw, dwell in a dry land. I want to be in a family of God. I want to be in a family that is strong. I want to talk about thankfulness today and how God has helped us to understand that thankfulness 
is what leads us to strong families. Amen. Let's pray. God, we ask you to give us the practical empowerment from your word today to lift up the people of God in their areas of their need, that no matter the stresses, no matter the troubles and the trials, we can still be thankful in you, Jesus. We heard it this morning in Spirit Life class, such great teaching about how to be thankful. Help us to teach our little ones as we focus on that practicality of thankfulness and modeling today. Help us to teach them the way of thankfulness and the spirit of thankfulness in your precious name. Somebody say amen. Amen. You can stay standing if you want at home. You can eat your cereal, your oatmeal, whatever you got going on, or you can have a seat on the couch. Um, whatever you, you're doing, however you're joining us, God bless you. We know that today is a beautiful day in the house of the Lord. It's November 15th. Many people are already getting excited about Christmas. All the stores have Christmas stuff in them already. How many can't be thankful of Christmas starting before Thanksgiving? Anybody? We need to get Thanksgiving done first, David. I know that's just me, but uh, we have a little thing in our family that we don't put out Christmas decorations till after we're thankful on Thanksgiving. Amen. So be thankful. If you've already got your tree up, hey, praise God. I hope you're enjoying the joy of the season already. And I, I just want you to know that thankfulness does not have a season. Thankfulness should be in our life every single day. Amen. Thankfulness is something that we are supposed to start with our heart and be thankful in, in all of our life. In other, in other words, we've kind of altered this word thankful. You can see the word full is in there. And that is because you have to start with a heart that is full of thanks to have a full life. If you don't have thankfulness, you will never see all the blessings in your life that will bring a fullness to your satisfaction, a fullness to your spirit, that you're thankful. And so empty lives are not truly empty. People that feel like I have nothing and, I'm, and my life is empty, it's a perspective problem. It's, a, it's a, a vision problem. It's a problem of missing out on thankfulness because empty lives are not truly empty. They just need to have the power of thankfulness and the thankful spirit show up. And then you begin to see all of the things that you can be thankful for, even in difficult moments. And God has been working in your life, even if it feels like there's empty places. There are full places where you can take thankfulness for those things he's done and apply it to the empty places and feel gratitude to God because he does not waste anything, as we heard this morning. Amen. So God has been working, thanking God for what he is working on that you can't see, even in those empty places where you feel like God may not be working and you can't see it, gives you eyes to see where God has been working. It gives you the ability to see where God has been working. So thankfulness produces more thankfulness. Amen? And so we're producing testimonial awareness when we're thankful to God, we're actually seeing the places where God is working that we can then talk about and our words can build faith because the power of life and death is in your tongue. So when you start speaking about the things you're thankful for, you automatically see more things that you can be thankful for. And God begins to show you the treasures of your life that you feel full and satisfied in. There are places God will take you that you will not be prepared for unless you have a thankful spirit. You'll literally step into places that are too big of a job for you 
raising a difficult child or, or dealing with financial distresses or, or doing something that, that you have never seen done before, but yet they're asking you to do that in your employment or in your place of work, or they promoted you into position and you're like, the position's too big for me, and I don't know if I'm enough to do what I need to do. That's whenever thankfulness needs to settle in and realize that God's going to give you what you need when you need it to do what he's called you to do. Amen? So it may be bigger than you, and you may feel the stress of that difference of how big of a job you have in front of you based upon the skills and the talents you feel you have. But the thankfulness brings your, your level up to meet the, the task at hand. The thankfulness gives you a spirit of, of vitality and the ability to say, you know what? If God brought it to me, I'm going to thank him for it. If I've gone through it, I'm just going to thank him for it. I'm going to give God praise anyways because I know that that spirit of thankfulness will overcome me and God's empowerment, God's anointing will help me to be all that I need to be in the moment that I need to be. He'll give me words to say. He'll give me actions to take. And I believe God for a thankful power and a thankful spirit. Those are the places God will take you and he will make sure that you are ready for it through the empowerment of his spirit. I heard, I saw a meme the other day that says, that says everything that comes to your life will be because you're ready for it, and that just isn't true. You attract what you're ready for. That sounds great. That seems like it's right. But even though you attract things that you're not ready for, God knows whether you're ready or not. He knows what's been put in you from birth. He knew the plans that he had for you, and he foreknew you, and he foreordained you to do what you're doing. You will have strength to do it. Put in the emoji, I've got faith for this. I've got strength for this. Put down that in the chat. I don't know where you, you are if you're near a keyboard, but thankfulness puts you in a position for God's promotion. And whenever you are thankful, you want everything you're thankful for to be promoted. Amen? So we understand that when you have a thankful spirit, you have promotion in your life. Even when you don't feel ready for it. Even when you, your children are like, I don't know if I can do this job. I got a new job, dad, mom. And, and you need to have a thankful spirit that then flows over or spills over on them and says, but you've got this. God will help you do it. Be thankful for what God's brought to your life and go do it with all that you have as unto the Lord. And God will help you. Amen. Put your hands together and thank God for a thankful power, a power in thankfulness. So we must be understanding of these things. We want to promote thankfulness today as we're preaching about this in our family because thankfulness promotes us in God's timing. Amen. And so let's, let's begin to look. I have Sarah up here to help us with some scriptures and some understanding. But in, in the things you express thankfulness for, in mind, they become treasures in your heart. In other words, when you, when you began to start a cycle of thankfulness in your, in your heart, um, you, you, you actually have to begin that with your mind. You can't just go, well, I'm going to have a thankful heart. Bless God. Uh, you actually have to start thinking thoughts that alter the way you see things. And whenever you start thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to thank the Lord. I'm going to bless him for even the not-so-pleasant moments of life. When you start having those thoughts regularly and you just say, I, I walk through my day and I just go, thank you, Lord. 
I, I may not even have something in front of me that my heart says, man, I treasure that. I, I really enjoy that. I like that. But because I'm building a thankful spirit, I can just go, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, I have the strength to walk right now. Thank you, Lord, I have life in my body. Thank you, Lord, I got up this morning and I breathed your sweet, fresh breath of, of mercy and, and enjoyment. Thank you, God, that I have something every time, every second of the day, I have something to thank him for. My eyes are working. My hands are working. My, my life is blessed by him. And so I want to talk specifically about some practical things that we can do because if your mind is consumed with the, with the burden of family, you will miss the treasures that thankfulness brings to your life. And I have a treasure chest here. I hope you can see it online. I, I'm showing it to you because I, I want you to know something that I do that's practical. I, I actually print out pictures. I know we're in a digital age, and maybe you want to do this on your phone, but I actually print out pictures of leadership in our church and family members. This is Rob and Tanya and their whole family and Reese and Tasha. And I pray over them. I say thankful prayers for them. And I just go through. I have this thing that I carry with me. This is, this is Dean doing the wall sit. This is a picture that I love. This is one of our brothers in the church. And this is one of our church barbecues. And I just pray over the people in the picture. And I'm thankful for them. And this thankful mindset helps me to understand that these things are treasures in my life. These need to be in a safe and kept place. They, they need to be in, in my heart and stored there, and I need to spend time praying over them, the men of the church, praying over families in the church, praying over the different individuals for kids' life, our children. I'm thankful for them. And some of this is church-focused, but I also have my mom in there, and I pray over her, and I'm so thankful for my mother, and I'm thankful for my father, and, I, and I'm thankful for my children. Here's Seth playing at the keyboard and in and, and a moment where they're having fun and just different things where I pray for my house and my family. Maybe you could do this. Maybe you could start a folder in your phone and just put a thankful folder like we talked about and just put some things in there that you want to be thankful for. And when you feel like you're burdened in life, go back and just start going through. This is Sister Carla Gannon as she's doing kids' life evangelism and some of the other things that, that are going on here in, in church fellowship. Some of the things you can be thankful for. Put your children in there. Put your church in there. Put your, a picture of your job maybe and thank the Lord that you have things to be thankful for that begin to be a treasure in your life. Amen? These are ways that I keep my treasures in my heart, and I, I store them. This is Jonica, my good friend. I hope you're watching. We're thankful for you, and we're thankful for family. This is Nate and Lisi, wonderful people. Nate's running all these cameras you're looking through right now, and, and my kids are helping out with the media team. These are these are things that I pray and thank God over. Do you get what I'm saying? I, I actually create the interaction with the thing that I want to be thankful for. I put it in front of my eyes, and I, and I say prayers so that I can hear it with my own ears and, and so I can interact with the things of God. And this is our leadership picture, and this is people in the altar praying for souls, being thankful that God has given you the opportunity to be a light in a dark world. And then, of course, praying for our own homes. Amen? And in praying for our homes, we realize, could you?
we realize that when we are thankful for our homes, that God helps us to raise our children with thankful spirits. And so some practicalities that we want to go through is raising up our children to know that when, when God arises in our life, the enemies are scattered, so we need to lift him up in prayer and lift God up with a thankful spirit. And it needs to be not just when we go to church, but when we're at home. And here's some practical things that we can do to put thankfulness before us. And so when we're talking about thankfulness, I want us to understand that thankfulness to children is different than we process as adults, thankfulness. For children, they don't have the ability to process things abstract until they get to a certain age. So everything for a child is very concrete. Like Brother Reese was sharing this morning, he was praying about, thank you, Lord, for food, and his daughter was there with him, and she just piped up and said, and treats and chocolate. They're very concrete about what, if we're going to thank God for food, we need to thank him for the specific food that we like, amen? And it was a very precious thing, but share with us a little bit, Sarah, about what it is to teach your children, not, not showing them thankfulness in your life and praying and saying, thank you, God, for this, and, th- and letting them see those actions is something that causes them to miss the thankful spirit in your life because they don't see what you're not thinking or, or what you're thinking. They don't see what you're not showing. So they're looking for very concrete things. And show us a little bit of interaction between the concrete and the abstract as you have seen it in reaching. Sarah does great work in Sunday school and her her parents have raised her up with a very strong foundation and um, she's been in Sunday school ministries all of her life and she's seen how kids respond in moments of thankfulness. Amen. Show us a little bit of that. Well, um, first of all, you do have to be aware of where your child is at um, in their development because like you were saying, um, the concrete versus the abstract, matter, that matters. You, you, you need to be aware of where they're at. Um, a very, very little ones are not able to grasp abstract concepts. Um, if you say, be thankful, they, they don't know what that means because there's not a, a thing in front of them to show that. So we are needing to be aware of the concrete versus the abstract so that we can start to teach our children from a very, very young age, how to be thankful. Um, So first of all, you want to be aware of where your child's development is. If they're a toddler, be aware of that. They're not grasping abstract concepts. Um, But you still want to offer the abstract concept of thankfulness in concrete ways to express it. Yes. Um, Because, and and you don't just stop that when they get to a certain age, because actually... Uh, and I'm not a psychologist, but psychologists say that abstract thinking continues to develop throughout your entire life. Wow. You continue developing the ability to grasp abstract concepts. So it's not like you get to adulthood and, oh, now I can understand it all. It's, it's not true. You will still, um, some people will still continue to put the concrete before the abstract. Maybe they don't like abstract abstract thinking. Right. Um, so it may be more difficult for them to grasp some of these ideas. Very so true. keep that in mind when you're working with your children or with your family members. Where are they at? Understand one another. And the personality of the child can also be very um, leaning toward concrete or abstract. I have people that are, that are in our leadership, people that are in the church that are very black and white. If it's, if it's not this, then it's that. Yeah. And there's no gray area for them. They're very concrete people. 
And thank God the word is concrete, amen? Because it applies to people who are like that and also people that are like, well, what about this area? What about that area? There's an answer from the word of God for that too. And so I'm very thankful for the abstract thinker and the concrete. But how, how are we going to uh, help families develop thankfulness? Because we want to talk about thankful families. And it starts at home. Yeah, it starts at home. So um, there, there has to be certain elements um, present in your family interactions in order to develop thankfulness. Yes. Um, so one of these elements is you intentionality. Oh, you have good. to be intentional um, in order to teach, to truly teach, to teach the depth of any concept. Um, so you have to be intentional about teaching thankfulness to your children. Um, and you also have to be a model of thankfulness. Uh, you Amen. can't, you can't, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. You can't do that. You have to right. model it as well as um, tell them to be Amen. thankful. Amen. Um, one of the things that um, I'm seeing society let go of is is good manners, mm. courtesy. Mm. You know, good manners and courtesy. When you teach your children from a very, very young age, just to say thank you. Um, yes. Or you're welcome, a response to thankfulness. That automatically teaches them to be thankful. Good manners foster thankfulness, uh, which is amazing. It's so simple, yes. but we forget about it or we skim over it and it doesn't happen. Um, and then you want to be very specific in your expressions of thankfulness for each other. Yes. Not just very, to very each good. other. You gave me something, I say thank you. That's intentional. But I, I need to be intentionally saying, I'm thankful for you. Yes. And here's why. I'm thankful that you're a calm person. You bring so much peace to our family. I'm thankful that you're an exciting person and you stir things up. I'm yes. thankful for you because of who God made you to be. I'm thankful that your emotions are so connected to your body. Yeah, there <laughs> you just, go. <laughs> your yes. arms are excited. Your legs are excited. Your face is happy. Yes. Whatever you're feeling, you, you, you can see it. And that right. brings a, a vitality to life. It does. Um, and then another family interaction, perform acts of service to each other. Yes. For each other. Yes. It gives, it fosters the, um, it fosters something for them to thank you for. Mm. So you can do that for little, little children. When you're first teaching them, um, you can uh, say, I'm doing this for you and expect them to say thank you. It yes. just gives them that, that feeling of, oh, this is a give and take thing. Um, we, we perform things for each other. We thank each other for them. Um, and then another one is silver lining thinking. Practice it and say it out loud for your children um, and for you to hear, yes. actually. Look for the silver lining. Be optimistic. Maybe you're naturally a pessimist, so it might be more difficult for you. But be optimistic. When something difficult is in front of you, Look for the silver lining. Help have your children help you look for the silver lining. Yes. The old saying is don't cry over spilled milk. Well, maybe you can be like, oh, we spilled the milk. Well, now the cats will have a nice dinner. You know, <laughs> there's ways to find silver lining. And if you do that with your children and invite them to do that with you, they learn to do that as well. Amen. And then the last one on this um, for family interactions, um, point out the blessings of God in your life. Count your blessings together. Very Don't good. just be thankful in your heart, but point them out. 
Like, did you see that? We, we almost just got an accident. Thank God that we didn't. We were just running a little late. We could have been in that accident that so happened good. right in front of us. Yes. Point out thankfulness to your children. Amen. And so when we're talking about families, we want to have a very practical moment. This is maybe a little bit different teaching than what you're used to, but at this moment, I think it'd be good to give some recommendations of, of tools that can help us build thankful homes and thankful families. Can you share some of those with us? Yes. Well, of course, of course, the Bible is, is the best tool. There's so yes. many th- thankful um, instructions yes. in the Bible. And, and Reese was um, talking about how it was mentioned, it's mentioned 130 times in the Bible. Um, so we know it's important to God. Uh, we know it's an important instruction for our children. But sometimes we just need a little bit of extra help. And there is a book that I recommend um, called Raising Grateful Kids in an Entitled World by Kristen Welch. Um, And that that book, uh, it is written from a Christian perspective. And it it will help you to um, pattern your lives after thankfulness Mm -hmm. in your family. Um, Because thankfulness is a pattern. Yes. Obviously. It is a pattern. That's true. And and whenever we're talking about thankfulness, how... Some of the other things that you would recommend would be seem what somewhat common sense in some ways, but they're maybe not so common in some homes. Maybe some people don't really think of doing it this way. But what are some other recommendations of tools that we can give? Well, um, you are a tool for your own family um, because if you if you think about it um, by you simply being thankful, it makes it easier. Mm for the family unit to be thankful. But unthankful parents have a difficult time raising thankful children. So if you are unthankful, your children are much more likely to be unthankful as well. So you are a tool for yourself. And then the other tool that I want to point out, and these are abstract, but the other tool I want to point out is honesty. Be honest enough to consider that perhaps the issue in your home is you. Maybe it's not... Maybe it's not the other people around you. It's so hard to humble ourselves right. at times and say, well, this may be me. Yes, it may be me. Maybe I'm the one that's slipped into unthankfulness. And we do have times of slipping into unthankfulness. Yes. Maybe you're naturally an optimistic person, but you go through a hard time in your life where you find it hard to be thankful. Well, then maybe the issue has become you. So be honest enough to look at yourself in the mirror and say, you're the unthankful one. You need a change so that they can be thankful. Mm-hmm. And try to stay in an optimistic mindset when you're around, say you're an optimistic person and you're around someone who tends to slip into unthankfulness regularly. When they begin to look at the circumstances around them and they're just seeing all that's happening to them and, what the, and the feelings that are coming from that, try to stay up because as we stay up, we can help others get back up. If you if you fall down into that, well, all you're seeing is the negative, and you're so negative, and I can't believe you can't. All you've done is join them on that same level. You're you're not helping. You can't lift someone out of something if you get down on their level. You end up just fighting in the same thing, doing the same thing. You got to come from a different perspective, and so stay stay positive. You know that. There is a thankful spirit that will lift up your family. And if you practice it long enough, it becomes contagious. I I hate to use that word in these times, but 
This is something you don't need to quarantine your family from. You need to go ahead and be thankful unto the Lord and let it spread through your family, through your church family, through all of those you're trying to witness to. You know what? People are drawn to thankfulness. There is something about a person who they know is not going through the best things, and they are watching you. They are watching how you respond. If you come out with loud and acidic words and, and, and you're, you're lashing, they, they watch that and they go, well, yeah, it looks like they're like everybody else. But whenever you go through difficult things and you you keep a thankful spirit when you have a spouse or kids that are constantly crashing into negative places, but you're standing up and going, hey, get back up. Get back in the vehicle. We're going to keep moving down the road with God. We're going to keep walking toward or driving toward what God has for us. And you stay up, people see that. And they're like, what has given them the strength to not fall into what everybody else would say that's expected? I mean, that's a hard situation. I wouldn't even, even blame them for the way they're acting. But when you stand in thankfulness and keep a thankful spirit and you're like Job and say, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. That draws the friends around you into a place where they're like, wow, look at what God is doing. What can God do with your thankfulness? Amen. And so how can we start that spirit that I'm talking about, that power of thankfulness in you, in life, how can we start that in our little ones early on? Oh, sorry, my, I flipped off. Uh, my um, viewpoint is that the earlier you start, the better your result will be. So you need to start from birth with your babies. Amen. And... Um, it's not just about making sure that they can sleep through the night. It's making sure that they're set up to live a life of thankfulness before the Lord and serving the Lord. So um, we need to understand that thankfulness is not just a feeling. It's a doing. It's a mindset and an action. Um, so little ones, again, going back to that concrete thing versus abstract. Yes. Um, the little ones need actions. Yes. They need to do in order to understand. And they, they want to do. They have so yes. much energy to do, you know? Yes. Let them do something. Exactly. So thankful. I put together a little list of actions that you could add to your repertoire. Um, so actions that involve little children in daily thankfulness. And as they grow, you can continue these things. Um, but always have um, prayer of thanks to God, mm -hmm. who is your provider Amen. Amen. before each meal. It, that's very old-fashioned, right, to say grace before you eat, but it develops thankfulness for provision. And so when you say a thankful prayer to the Lord, yes. it can be this big, yes. but when you do that and you teach your children to do that and get, have them take turns doing it, not just mom and dad doing it, but the children do it. In our, in our house, we always had um, Seth would pray on odd days and Eden would pray on even days. Mm -hmm. And we always Very decided good. it was even or odd, even or odd. So um, that's a little tip if you want that one. <laughs> um, and then, so prayer of thanks to God for each meal. Also, expression of thanks at the end of the meal Amen. to the person who prepared it. Yes. So we started with thanks to God. We ended with thanks to each other. Just over a meal. See, this is, you're going to eat anyways, right? You're going to have a meal with your children. So you might as well make it a teaching moment. We used to always say, Lord, bless this meal and bless the hands that prepared it. Have you ever said that? Don't say that anymore. Because <laughs> we're like, bless the hands that prepared it. Just the hands. And we're like, 
we began to say, Lord, bless this meal and bless mom for preparing it. And, or whoever was the cook in your house, bless the whole person for preparing it. Those thankful prayers are important. They, they are. Seem, they seem so small, and they seem humorous at times, but they're very important to setting up the structure of thankfulness in your children. But if you spend just 10 seconds praying before each meal, and you eat three meals a day, think about how that adds up over the course of their life. All that thankful praying, mm-hmm. it's important. Um, another action that you can do, and start this as young as you can. Teach them to write thank you notes. Write a thank you. Make a little note with a heart on it for somebody that you're thankful for or for somebody who did something for you. Um, insist on using manners. Don't let them get off from that. Don't right. let them, just because they're being naughty, don't let them get away with no manners. Yes. Teach them that that is unacceptable. Yeah. It's unacceptable that you are not performing with good manners right now. That's unacceptable. I don't care if you do that at Johnny's house. We don't do that in our house. We said that so many times. It doesn't matter that your friends don't do that in this house. This is what we do. And because thankfulness is so linked to behavior, like if you let your child get away with a small little temper tantrum, You've just set yourself up for an even worse temper tantrum next time. If you're in the, how many times have I been in the store and as a child when I was younger and my mom just like said, we're going to the car, we're leaving. We're like, this is not okay. Or, or even, you know, warm up the backside a little bit right in the store. She didn't, it was a different day and time, but she would take care of it. If there was a need, it was, it was time to do it. And um, so I'm not saying whatever your discipline structure is, that is fine. But I'm also saying whatever you let uh, happen is going to happen in a greater volume the next time. And I feel like the scripture does give us understanding about how, about how to correct our children. But thankfulness is a built-in automatic correction. It's, it is. It, it's something that can happen yes. without you even having to do a hard correction like that. There's, there's no reason to spank the child whenever you've taught them from early on right. to be thankful. They will not. Yes, they, strong-willed children are strong-willed children. Don't get me wrong. That's not a broken child. That is a child that has a very powerful, passionate life ahead of them if you direct it in the right direction. But everything is built line upon line and precept upon precept. Yes. So we have to understand that if we start early with thankfulness, we actually handle some of those massive temper tantrum or some of those massive blow-ups in their teenage years because you've taught them to be thankful for little things over their life, and they're going to have that process whenever they're thinking of nothing's going right, everybody hates me, I don't have the things that I want, while they're holding a $700 phone or while they're sitting in a nice car in an air-conditioned or heated house. They're going to learn to be thankful for the very practical things long before they get to the point of being so entitled that you can't even reach them with with a word of kindness or can't even instruct them on how to be a gift giver and thankful and to serve. There's no service uh, uh, that, that can come out of a person who hasn't been taught to be thankful first. So that's important. And I like that point you make because entitlement is lack of thanksgiving. Right. It's right. just true. If you are a thankful person, you do not struggle with feeling entitled. But if you are an entitled person, you struggle with a lack of thankfulness. Right. It's, it's a it's just a, an opposite, really. Um, another um, key is teach your children where things come from. Things don't just appear. Amen. Um, a lot of 
people give their children things to quiet them or to um, make them happy. Those are that's actually the wrong reason to give your child something just because it makes them happy or makes them calm down. That's that's not the right time to give them something. They need to know that that's coming from resource. Yes. Where does where does this come from? So talk about it. Talk. Where does the food come from? Who made it? Where did, where did we get it from? Why does daddy go to work every day? Oh, because he's earning money so that we can go to the grocery store and buy this food. Break it way, way down because then they'll, they'll learn to be thankful for all those tiny little um, bits that make up the whole. And you got to present that in a thankful way. I know we're using thankful a lot. And, but you have to understand, you can't, can't be walking out the door and going, well, somebody's got to go to work to pay for this house and slam the door or get in the car and say, well, it'd be awful nice if you'd wash the car once in a while since we have to pay $400 a month for this lease. You know, it just, that does not help you. That's not a thankful spirit. That's, that goes back to being honest and looking in the mirror and seeing That's actually damaging your children to hear <laughs> yes. and see that. And that may be something you need to work on as an adult and, yes. and start now and be like, how do I word this where it comes off thankful and, and be like, on your way out of the house, if everyone's still asleep and you're like, well, the old dog is headed to work, you know, not, not like that, but be like, um, you know, talk to, your, talk to your family and say, I'm so glad I have a job because it puts this roof over our head. Yes. And I'm thankful that we can have this moment of family time in our lovely home because God has provided for us this. And, and I get up on Mondays and be happy to go to work because I know we have these moments. Find a way to say it that communicates a, a spirit of thankfulness, not just a, a, a thankfulness as a, as a driving, you know, actually blunt object in your family. Yes. Um, three more tips. So um, also tell your children about your answered prayers. Don't just thank the Lord for the answered prayers. Don't just share it with your spouse. Say, hey, guess what happened to me today? But tell your children, Jesus just answered my prayer. That's important for them to know that there is a completion of the cycle of prayer. That not just that we pray to Jesus, but that he answers. Make sure to close that circle for them. Again, they need that concrete understanding. And then be generous in front of your children. When you give freely, they learn not to be stingy or entitled. They need to see your hand outstretched to give on a regular basis. Don't let them see your hand reaching for handouts unless it's absolutely necessary. There's no shame if if you need something. There's no shame in that. But if you are a person who is constantly reaching out your hand to get instead of to give, your children will pick up on that and you will develop entitlement in their hearts. Yes. Also, and we used to do this when we were little, when my kids were little, and I I just always loved this. End your day with sharing the three best things about your day. And just take turns and and tell three, what were your three favorite things about today? And then your bedtime prayers should include an expression of thanks to God for those things. Because God ultimately allowed those things to happen. Very good. So um, here's my biggest tip. Take your babies to church. Take them to church. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, enter into his gates. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Your babies can't get to church unless you take them. 
And so you need to take them and make sure that they understand we are entering his gates with thanksgiving. I'm thankful that I'm here. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Let your children feel that. I'm glad when mommy and daddy say it's time to go to church. I'm glad. I'm excited. I want to be there. And I know we're being in church virtually at the moment, but still make it something exciting. It's time for church. Let's go turn on the computer. Let's, let's, uh, Let's worship Jesus for a minute before they start, you know. Make it something that will yes. develop thankfulness in their heart. I think, I think this is touching on something, and we're wrapping this up here. And I hope these practical tips are helping you in some way and that you're, you're seeing maybe areas where you can improve, but also areas where you can start now. And um, also, this, these, those last couple tips are really touching on sowing and reaping. If you're constantly receiving and never giving out, you've broken God's law of sowing and reaping. And so no wonder you're just receiving and receiving and receiving and there's no there's no feeling of satisfaction. You don't feel really thankful because maybe even if you're receiving, you're not receiving really what you want because it's just the handout that you're taking in. But also the fact that you're not sowing back out of your life. You become a, a, a place where everything comes to die, basically. You become a dead sea, basically, where everything flows into it. Nothing's flowing out of it. And, and the reason why we talked about thankful giving last week and, and the reason why we're talking about thankful living and thankful families in a thankful church is because if you don't give out, you can't receive. There's no exchange. There's no, there's no transitions in your life where good comes in and good goes out. And so that's, that's talking about a flow in your life. The, the, the flow of the Holy Ghost is what we like to talk about in church and, and how God flows in this place and how God's moving through here. The same is true with your giving. It's called currency for a reason. It needs to flow out of your life. When you receive something... You need to be willing to give back and let that currency and that flow happen or else you stop up the blessings of God in your life. And the blessings of God don't just apply to money. They apply to thankfulness and service and giving of yourself. Amen. And so what guidelines, I guess, are in the Scripture quickly um, as we close about teaching my children how to be thankful? So the Old Testament... um gives us a guideline for teaching our children. And um, it's in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And you might be familiar with the scripture that says, Hero is the Lord our God is one Lord. And the, the Jewish um, parents were instructed that they were supposed to make sure their children knew that statement, yes, yes. that the Lord our God is one Lord. That's who we serve. It, it was very important. It still is important to this day in their culture yes. to make sure their children know that thing If they don't know anything else, they know that thing. So when we are teaching our children thankfulness or when we're teaching our children to love and serve God, these... This passage applies, Deuteronomy 6, 6 through 9, and I'm I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Um, But the first thing that we have to learn is we have to be committed to teaching our children. Be committed, it says. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. The second thing is you have to be repetitive because the scripture goes on to say, say, repeat them again and again to your children. They were supposed to repeat it yes. all day long, every day of their lives. So be repetitive about the things of the Lord. That's, what's ma- that's what makes it a treasure. 
because yes. you get it out and you look at it again and again and again. That's what makes it a treasure in your heart. The Word of God becomes a treasure to your heart because yes. you brought it through your mind. You look at it again and again, and it settles into your heart. And then the Word that is hidden in your heart will keep you from sinning against God, Scripture says. Yes. So you're actually building your children to be strong children that can yes. walk with God. And to treasure these things. To I treasure like that. them. Yes. Um, then the scripture goes on to say, talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. So be thankful out loud and everywhere. That's what it's saying to us. Amen. Be thankful out loud and everywhere. I like that. Out be loud and everywhere. Out loud. Get and noisy about your thankfulness. <laughs> yes. Use your outside voice <laughs> for your thankfulness. And then the next one is, Keep thankfulness where you can see it. Because they were then instructed, tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. They actually wrote the scripture, the, the instruction of the Lord um, down, and they would bind them um, about their wrists so that they saw it all the time. They would actually wear it on their forehead so that they, they, it was just there. They knew it was there. I mean, you couldn't get away from it. It was there. So we need to do that with thankfulness. Keep it where we can see it. And they would bind it on the door of their house. And I'm you said getting that. to yeah. that part, oh, yes. Awesome. And so <laughs> because that when the they went in part. and they went out, they were like, I, I go in because he's one God. I come out because he's a good God, you know. Yes. They kept it before them. The next one says, write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So Amen. practically speaking, I mean, we don't necessarily write it on our doorpost anymore no, like it, they it'd did. it'd be like right about here. But, but literally... And this is what we've done. Literally post thankful expressions around your home. Yes. You can get plaques. You can make plaques that say have scriptures on them, sayings of thankfulness, notes on the mirror, maybe a post-it note. Remember to thank Jesus today. Beautifully framed pictures yes, with word in them. Yes, so many ways. And that, yeah. that's been a trend in the last few years to have these plaques with scriptures on them. So there's plenty out there to purchase if you're not a DIYer. You, you can buy them. You um, I'll make one yourself. for you if yes. you want. Well, no, now I'm going to have a bunch of orders. But <laughs> yes, make it happen. Even just write it out on a piece of paper and put it somewhere in your home so yeah. that you see it all the time. There's a place that I like to go to all the time, and it's that home decor place here in town, and it's Hobby Lobby. If you wanted to get some scripture on, and that's framed, they have great sales sometimes, and you could put some word up on your walls um, to, to have the scripture there for the kids to see and for them to celebrate it and put it in places where they can see it. Just run over to Hobby Lobby. You can find all kinds of scripture in, in frames that you can put in your home and, and put the word of the Lord before you so you're thankful for it and create a treasure out of it. Amen? So today, we just hope that that helps you with some practical understandings of what, if you were to summarize it all, what would you say? To, to pull all of this together today, I would say that your thankfulness needs to be lived out in your life. That's what I would say. Be thankful. It's a state of being. Amen. So being thankful. Amen. So we want to close today in prayer. Would you join us if you are, are sitting? Would you stand and would you just lift your hands and be thankful unto the Lord together with us? Lord, we're thankful for our homes. We're thankful for our families. Lord, you said you setteth the lonely in families, that you literally ordain them or, or, or put them in families. And whatever your family is today, pray for them and be thankful for them. Maybe you don't have a nuclear 
family anymore. Maybe your family is joined together by many hearts that love each other. And we're asking that God would help those families just as much as any other structure to be thankful, Lord God. If it's if it's a blended family, Lord Jesus, help them, Lord God, in every endeavor to be thankful for each other and be thankful for the things that God has brought into their life and to put the word of the Lord up before them and be thankful for God's word as we continue to bless your name. Amen. Be thankful this week. God bless you. Join us next week right here on virtual uh, online services. We're going to go for two weeks. We're so glad to see you out there. Put some in the emoji. Put your put your hands in the, uh, maybe a praise hands in the emoji, a couple hearts. Let us know who you are and let us know where you're from today, where you're joining us from and, and who you are. And we're so thankful that you're joining us online. God bless you. We'll see you next week at the same time, 11 a.m. here at LifeSpring Church.